Hello and welcome to the Student Council and Educational Advice Podcast made for and by students. As always, everyone is most qualified to talk about their own experiences. So I'm Carter Dvorak and we're joined by Rashika Vinakota. Welcome, how are you? I'm doing great, Carter. Thank you for having me today. It's so exciting to be on the other end and be the interviewee for once. So this will be fun. It really is. I always, I've been interviewee a few times and I always like, it's such a different experience, but it's a fun one. So to introduce what has been like, I guess, your favorite five minutes of the last week is kind of the the intro question we do here i like that that's a good question uh i guess i would say um well the university of michigan which is the school i go to which we're going to talk more about um had a tedx conference a couple days ago and i was very fortunate to get a press pass a photography pass and bounce around the front of the event and take some amazing pictures and listen to very very cool speakers and it's always been one of my goals to go to a TED conference and I think being able to be on this college campus and go to this TED conference which are usually very expensive to attend um, so it was really nice to go there and get you know immersed in the culture and talk about some really cool topics so that's definitely been my favorite like it was definitely longer than five minutes for sure but uh, it was probably one of my favorite moments of this last week. That's so cool. I, I saw a couple of those pictures that seemed really, really cool. I, TED conferences are the coolest thing in the world, I feel like. Especially as like a podcaster person, I feel like you could relate. Like I, I'll listen to anybody just talk like all the time. So that's really fun. I love, I have not a press pass to that. I got to go to our last year senior night and I was the only junior who got to go. And I felt like Ooh, that was my own okay. press pass. And it was because I helped out with the food. But um. I- yeah, I got to take my year- yearbook pictures and stuff. Exclusivity is exclusivity no matter where it is. So take it take it as a win. You know, it doesn't matter. Absolutely. So so we talked about podcasts. I want to get into that first and foremost. So you host The Money Jar. So kind of talk how this podcast came to be, what it's really about, and all that, all that awesome stuff. Well, Money Jar, actually, I'm a new addition to The Money Jar. The Money Jar has been around for maybe five to six years. But about a year or so ago, right around the pandemic, they put out a national search for a teen co-host because up until then they've only had two adults leading the podcast which is very funny because it's a podcast meant for teen so they you know put out the feelers and um i applied i got i interviewed for the position i sent them a couple um you know audio clips of my amazing voice and bada bing bada boom i was hired um not like i'm getting paid for it obviously but it's a very fun experience and um the reason i even reached out to apply in the first place is because the money jar podcast is actually one of the junior achievement programs so i was a junior achievement kid growing up uh, it's this uh, amazing nonprofit all about financial literacy and entrepreneurship and teaching young students about business and business literacy so the money jar is kind of an extension of that it is a podcast for youth leaders about careers and college and future planning and over the last year that i've been a podcast co-host for it um it's grown into interviewing people of various backgrounds talking about college talking about high school and just starting the conversation on lots of topics that i think teens should be you know learning about and it's such a it's such a great experience it's such a blessing to be on the team because i truly feel like we're discussing some amazing topics that's incredible yeah absolutely love 
teen hosted podcast made for teens that's the idea behind this thing and it's so cool to like i'm glad they had that outreach and it's so cool to see you on there and it's such a great podcast and we'll totally link to to that and all of the places that links are found so yeah that's a really really awesome podcast and, and a lot about like financial stuff i didn't know the whole history of it so that's really really cool everyone's really surprised but um i'm one i'm the youngest member on the team um but it's really cool because my other co-host um her name is mindy uh she's amazing and you know she's like an actual like she's a mom like she has a daughter who is now a freshman in college as well and it's so interesting to get this various perspectives in one episode all the time because I'm here as the student and she's here as like a teacher and a parent so it's really cool we got this unique like partnership going and I think it's it's made the podcast a lot more interesting than other ones that I've you know been listening to growing up. That's awesome. Yeah, striking the right balance is always something really cool to have diverse perspectives. I've always, always loved to hear that in those podcasts. And so Money Jar is is a money podcast and kind of, I feel like business adjacent. And so you go to Michigan Ross, University of Michigan. Um, I had a block M, it was around, it fell over somewhere. But yeah, so talk about kind of, I guess, your, just your experience with Michigan. What kind of drew you to Michigan and Ross? Because you came from, from California, so that's a jump for you. But just kind of what was your journey with that? Um, well... To be honest, uh, I never really knew that Ross existed. Um, I know the I, I always knew about the the University of Michigan, and you know it's it's a Big Ten, it's a top twenty, it's a very prestigious university. And um, when it, time came around for me to start applying to colleges, I knew I was going to go to business school, especially as an undergrad. And I just started researching into it, and I stumbled across the Ross School of Business, and um, Everything about it, as I was learning more and more about it, just resonated with me. And I was like, this is my dream school. Like, I want to go to Ross. So I worked very, very hard on my college applications, on all the interviews, and all the essays. And, you know, everything worked out. And now I'm here at this amazing university, and I am absolutely loving it. And um, I actually decided on Ross over a lot of other colleges. And um, to this day, like, it's been almost one year I'm almost done I'm like very very close to the end of my first year here in a couple of months I'll be done and I have not regretted my decision since it's been really nice to just see all the offerings and all the support that I get here especially as a BBA student which um, in case you didn't know what that stood for it's a bachelor of business administration it's a specialized degree and it's been an amazing experience so far um, besides the fact that Michigan is very, very far from home, <laughs> which yeah. was definitely one of the drawing factors, I wanted to go and step outside of my hometown for college because I knew if I never did, um, it would be really hard for me to go and explore in the future. So Michigan was definitely a top contender for that reason. But the more and more I learned about the school and all the programs they had here, um, it definitely you know solidified my decision to you know want to attend Ross. Awesome. That's really, really cool. Like I, I love, I think Ross is a really great place and Michigan's an awesome, awesome school. And so that's really cool to see you come across the way. And I think Michigan and Ross is, is glad to have you there. I feel like I'd have to say, but like <laughs> what, I guess kind of what goes into getting like a BBA specifically? Cause that's like the only undergrad major Ross really gives, right? That's kind of their big thing. So, so you know, we have your typical degrees. You have your bachelor of sciences and have your bachelor of arts, but a bachelor of business administration is specifically for people interested in business. Um, and a lot of the students here, um, it's a very specialized program. Not many schools offer it. 
Um, so it's definitely a unique experience. I didn't understand exactly what it would entail um, until I got here. And I think the best way to describe it would be um, it's very business focused. I don't have to be taking a lot of um, external classes besides my core curriculum. You know, I have to take a first year writing class. I have to take some econ classes. I have to complete my math requirement and I have to do distribution credits in other areas like humanities and social sciences. But a majority of what I'm doing is under the business school. So I am learning finance. I'm learning how to do technical operations. I'm learning marketing and sales and accounting and um, this it makes up my entire college experience. I'm only taking business classes, which seems like it's not as special. I mean, a lot of a lot of schools offer finance classes, but because the BBA program is so specialized, it offers like the direct assistance to students who are interested mainly in business. And there's tons of external opportunities connected to it. Um, one of the big reasons I actually decided to pursue a BBA at Ross is because Ross really focuses a, a huge part of its curriculum on action-based learning. They call it real here. It's, it's like a short for like Ross experiences and action-based learning. And basically they have these four pillars. That's all about getting students more involved into the business world outside of classes. So there'll be programs on campus and classes where you know, you're actually gonna be working with a real company and consulting for them and offering advice as a student. There's going to be programs and clubs and competitions on campus where you could run your own investment fund. Um, the university actually, um, especially Ross, has like a couple hundred thousand like dollars worth of money that they can invest in. And um, like the students run the, that investing stuff. And we also have like advising where um, students are consulting and working in clubs and helping local businesses um, in the Ann Arbor area. And then there's also like leadership skills where um, there's tons of clubs and programs here where students can take on leadership roles and, you know, really contribute to some amazing stuff. And that's all embedded with, within the BBA program. So I guess in a nutshell, like this major or this specific type of degree is um, like a basic, it's your basic college degree, um, plus all the experiences that you would typically have to get outside of school. It's kind of embedded and ingrained into the program itself, which I think is really cool if you are incredibly interested in just studying business. I think the BBA program anywhere is like the way to go. That's incredible. I really, I feel like I've heard a lot about like studying for business and it's kind of like there's almost two roads and it's like you either go into a business college and do that or you just like, there's this idea of like, just go and like you need all the experience and like college isn't gonna give it to you. And it seems like Ross has this really great kind of Goldilocks like middle of like middle route where you're getting both college education and hands-on experience, which is really, really awesome to see. And she seems, seems like there's so much packed into it, which is so, so, so cool. You see why I picked this school? It's amazing. I, I mean, do. I didn't want that struggle to go and get that experience because I know it's so competitive in today's day and age. But I mean, the moment I've stepped foot on campus, the moment I've stepped foot into the Ross building, I was just met with so much like assistance and guidance and so much like opportunities, which I truly think I would not have been able to have received if I went somewhere else. So it's nice. It's one less thing I have to worry about or I have to plan for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
that's really really cool and so like talking about you know stepping into the ross building like what is ross culture like like what is it kind of like in that culture are you is it very like ross centric like not that that's its own little bubble do you interact much with like let's say you know lsa students and stuff like how does kind of ross culture fit into grander michigan culture and like what's like you university of michigan culture that is like how does that all go about that's a great question um i guess i'll start with a little bit more broad like let's focus on like umich culture um uh I find it so funny that people like um, like a lot of people consider you like University of Michigan just like another like another college, but um, like this is like a work hard play hard school like but emphasis on the work. The kids I have met here are incredibly accomplished. They're incredibly intelligent, and um, but it's also incredibly supportive. You know, doesn't matter if you have a million classes on your plate, if you have midterms and finals and everything people will always make time for their peers and their friends and the things they like to do, which I love here because there's a great balance of working and actually having fun and making the most out of your college experience, which um, I unfortunately can't say for a lot of other schools. I know college is very, is very stressful um, in other places, but um, I think Michigan, the culture that we've um, really created here among the students has balanced it out. So I'm actually getting the college experience while I'm also, you know, focusing on my grades and focusing on my studies, which is amazing. Um, but focusing specifically on Ross, again, I do want to preface that everyone's experience at college and everyone's experiences at Ross may be different. But speaking from my experience, I've only been met with a lot of support. Um, a huge thing that Ross prides itself on is its community and its conversations and its networking. Um, so no matter who you bump into in the Ross building, you will always be able to learn from another person. You'll always be able to network and um, help each other out. And everyone I've met in the Ross building and in my classes so far have been incredibly supportive. Um, but I know this is a notion of a lot of people falling into a bubble, falling into the same type of like business, you know, circles, but that's not the case here. Um, I think the Ross building is uh, one of the places where you can actually see how different majors interact. Tons of students here will get a Ross minor, they'll get a business minor. Lots of students here will dual degree, so they'll actually be working in Ross, but also get a degree in, you know, computer science. And I think because of all the support and the assistance that you get, it's really fostered this amazing culture. I constantly feel like I'm being heard and I'm meeting some very interesting people and learning from them. And um, I mean, I'm only looking forward to what's to come in the future because I'm really glad that the school doesn't isolate each major to itself. I think a lot, everyone across campuses, across various fields, they're constantly interacting. Um, and it's been a great experience so far. The culture has been definitely like up and down at times, but it's always been supportive and it's always been manageable and, you know, supportive of what I want to do. That's incredible. And, and I've heard that a lot, honestly, for about Michigan culture, which is really, really cool is the kind of the supportive nature and like the ability to connect with just about everybody. And I think that's such a, a great draw and such a valuable thing to college coming from a high school senior who isn't in college yet. It feels like a great thing to have in colleges. Yeah, yeah. it definitely is. And I think um, I, I have to mention this, but when you step out of Michigan, like when you step off campus, that culture stays with you. I mean, Michigan has one of the largest alumni networks ever, and Ross has one of the most amazing alumni networks as well. So no matter where you are, as long as you're wearing that block M, like you will find somebody. Like I have been in, like I haven't even been a student at this university that long, but I've been in airports 
wearing my, you know, my blue hat, uh, my, my block M, and I have met some amazing people doing some amazing things. That, like, that community is there no matter where you are, whether you're at Michigan or outside of it, which I think is just, you know, the cherry on top, because I feel like no matter where I am now, I'm always going to be a part of Michigan, which is super cool to say, because, I mean, like, how cool is that? I have a community no matter where I go. Like, that's, that's crazy to me. That is cool. That is another thing I think I see about Michigan is, you know, it's like the go blue thing, right? Just it's so broad and all encompassing. Like I live in Saugatuck, Michigan, which is like a small little resort town. So like, I feel like it's not uncommon for me to see a lot of block M's. But even yeah, I leave Saugatuck and I still see a decent amount of them pretty much everywhere. Like you can easily pick it out and stuff. The whole state loves this school. Oh, yeah. 100 percent. So it's great. No matter where I go, I'm getting that Michigan love, which is amazing. So yeah. Absolutely. Maybe not like in MSU's campus. They might be some tension there, but like the <laughs> sure. rest of the state. Yeah, no. And I think even still, I see, I see some some collaboration, some camaraderie between those schools, which is always nice as well. We love our little brother here. It's totally <laughs> incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Totally. Please. Yes. People, I, people who go to MSU are going to hear this and I'm going to get like fighting words, but it'll be fine. I'm, uh, you think I'm going to get fighting Yeah, right. I, yeah, honestly. <laughs> We'll see how we'll see how far my how far it goes. All right, next question. Next, next question. question. Just Let's quick go. thing about culture because I feel like I've seen some of this stuff like the uh, don't step on the M. Is there any other like big old traditions at Michigan that you found to be really like interesting or, or anything there? Ooh, okay. Um, well, step on M is a big one. One of my uh, my favorite ones. You know, I'm a, I'm a hopeless romantic at heart. You know, I love love. There's a tradition here that if you kiss someone under the engineering arch on like at midnight um you're gonna marry that person which i think is really sweet i think it's adorable that's adorable it's so cute um uh i think like there's a bunch of other little ones um there's this really cool tradition that i got to participate in when i first came here i'm so glad you know college was in person but um we have a fountain um this really gorgeous fountain um right by our amazing bell tower and when you're a freshman they have you cross the fountain like barefoot, you know, walk through the fountain, you know, germs and all um, to mark the, the start of your um, time here at Michigan. And then around graduation, you're supposed to walk the other way through the fountain again, which I think is such a cute but disgusting but cute uh, tradition that they have here. And I'm so glad like that everyone's back on campus and they're able to do it. And I'm definitely looking forward to crossing the fountain when I graduate. So that's a really cute tradition. And there's a bunch of little ones for sure, but those are the three that I like are burned into my memory that I'm, that I like actively remember. <laughs> yeah, those are awesome. I had only, I had not heard of those other ones. The fountain seems cool. I worry about like a really weird, like super cold May or something where I'm like gonna have to like ice skate over the fountain, so. Definitely true. They do, they do turn off the fountain um, after like, like once it starts snowing. So right now it is closed, but I guess once, you know, uh, you know, it starts to warm up a bit and graduation um, you know, season starts up, they're going to warm up the fountain for us for people to cross through again. Um, but it's tradition, you know, it doesn't matter. Like people suck it up and they do it just, you know, for the fun. Absolutely. <laughs> so just a, couple mo- just a couple moments of discomfort for 
what is like a very cool tradition. Yeah, braving that, braving the germs, and it seems like such a cool tradition. It's amazing. Yeah. Speaking of that, kind of just like weather, California, Michigan, it's been weird. Like, I feel like I've seen some of your TikToks about Michigan weather, and I'm like, (laughs) I can relate. I came from like the Northern Virginia area, so like definitely was a lot colder for a lot longer. Just how has that transition gone? How did you expect it to go? Were there some surprises in Michigan? How'd that go? How are you feeling from a from a California now in Michigan? such a this is the number one question I get all the time because everyone's always like why would you leave sunny California for Michigan and I was like I I, I'm gonna be honest like at the moment it seemed really great (laughs) (laughs) um but honestly like it hasn't been so bad I think it's still because I'm on the bottom half of Michigan I know the UP is pretty brutal I don't think I'm ever going to find myself up there um, in the next four years, uh, hopefully, fingers crossed. But um, down here, it's pretty manageable. As long as you have the right coat and the right boots, I'm able to manage, you know. But also, I've adapted to Michigan weather, you know. I think a couple days ago, it was like 40 degrees, which is like freezing cold in, in California. But I went out in t-shirt and jeans for the first time in weeks. And I remember calling my mom and she was freaking out. And I was like, no, like, mom, this is like, this is a blessing because like, we're going to have a blizzard tomorrow. But so this 40 degree weather is like, is the best thing that's happened. And I think it's so funny. People are always like, oh, like you can't deal with the weather. You're not from around here and everything. But the moment you tell a Michigander that you're not from Michigan, they just rattle off a list of tips and I have listened and I've adopted them. So I think I've been able to transition seamlessly, but I also am constantly looking forward to going home to my warm 60 to 90 degree California weather. So thank God my summers are always going to be very nice and warm. So we're good. But the funny thing is um, uh, I actually never even came to Michigan until my move in day, which, which, you know, freaks a lot of people out. I would not recommend doing that. <laughs> but um, I did not tour campus. I never even saw it. Cam- I never even came to the East Coast until my move-in day in August of 2021. So it was definitely like, like a, like a, it was from like zero to 100. The the, the changes were crazy. But um, I think I've adapted. I think I've adapted. Um, people are constantly scaring me though. So we'll see how it goes, but I, I feel confident in my ability to survive on campus. Um, but I would recommend like, I mean, if you are, um, I'm guessing if you're like Carter and you're a senior in high school, in high school, you know, applying to colleges, you know, looking at colleges, waiting for colleges, please go tour campuses if you can, like it is, it is, it will be make or break. I was lucky enough to love Michigan that I'm overlooking even the teeny tiniest of flaws. But um, definitely like that in-person factor is a huge, like it's it's really important. But I've been I've been fortunate enough to adapt. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I- I'm with that too. I need to tour more campuses. I have a Michigan visit day, I think scheduled again. I went once in the summer, but now I get Ooh. to go in buildings and I am very excited. So Carter, you have to tell me, I'm going to be your tour guide that day. That'd Actually, be that'd be awesome. It's a Ross tour too. So like things are stacking up. <laughs> okay all right partner way to bury the lead here man i'm gonna i'm gonna be taking you around like personally that will be absolutely (laughs) incredible yeah i think also michigan is scaring you there is that weird thing of like and i found myself doing this too we had exchange students that came and like i was like i don't know i guess one of the high school liaisons who met them partly because one of my best friends was like having somebody from madrid and so like we all got together Mm -hmm. and i think i did my share of like just get ready for winter bum 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 but uh if you've made it this far um you'll be fine like it's it's i mean my first time like seeing snow it was like my first time seeing snow ever 
which was crazy. And everyone looked at me and they were like, you are going to hate snow in like three days. And I still, I, I don't hate snow yet. So I think I'm on a, I think I'm on a good path yeah. right now, but yeah, it, it's a lot less scary in person. You know, once you're here, it's like totally manageable. I don't get why people are always trying to freak me out, but it's nice. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell you <laughs> why, but um, it's, it is definitely yeah. a thing. You nailed that. So Kind of last big <laughs> Michigan question is Michigan social media. I was talking before, I feel like I see you on just about every front of Michigan social media from like <laughs> handing out donuts to their stories to TikToks to just everywhere. So like, how did that go? Is that something you always really wanted to like do? How did you get into that really? Like, you know, what is that like now? What does that kind of mean on like the day to day on your schedule wise, I guess? Just like talk me through that because it seems really fun and I kind of want to do it. So no, no, of course it is. It, it is very fun. Um, it's uh, I got this question a lot too. Actually, everyone is so surprised to hear that I'm literally a freshman and I've been working for the social media like the like within two weeks of coming here. So it was definitely not in the cards. I didn't even realize it was um, something I could get involved with so early on or that I would be the one in front of the camera for some of them. But um, it truly is the perfect example of being in the right place at the right time and you know networking. Um, I walked into one of my first classes my, for my freshman year, first semester. I sat next to this amazing senior. His name is Cam. Um, and I remember being, you know, I'm, I'm really snoopy. So I was like looking over at his computer, seeing what the senior was doing. And I saw his email signature. And, he's, and it said that he worked for the social media for the school. So I was like, okay, I'm going to ask him our next class if um, like what he does. So I did that. I asked him what he does. And then he was like, oh, I mean, why don't you go meet the rest of my team? It's so cool. And I got to meet his team. And then the third class, I was like, I would love to get your boss's information so I could, you know, send her my resume and my portfolio because like, I think I could work for the social media. I think it would be fun. So he gives me her email. He gives me everything. I, within a couple of days, I, I have an interview within a couple hours, I'm hired. And um, by the fourth class, my, uh, this senior dropped out. Oh no! So really, I know, literally it was like the craziest, like perfect timing, like situation. Um, but, and I love telling this story because it truly shows like, you gotta step out of your comfort zone. You gotta be asking people what they do because you never know like what, like what it is that they're doing. And now I am a content engagement intern for the University of Michigan. And what's even cooler is now I actually work for Ross as well. I was recently hired to be a BBA ambassador, which is basically this catch-all phrase for Ross tour guide, Ross social media, Ross peer advisor, Ross peer mentor, admissions, everything, which is very cool. So now you're probably also going to see me on the Ross social media as well. Um, um, next step is world domination. I'm just going to take over every university social media, but um, we're starting small right now with just the university and Ross. So there's no telling what I'm going to do next, but it's definitely exciting. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. With, with this momentum, there's going to be something grand about the time your senior year hits. Like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Certainly. Great. <laughs> also, was that senior maybe just in that class to recruit somebody to social media? Like, do you think uh, that was that their sole intention? Yeah. Yeah, literally, we joked this day, and I'm like, the only reason you took that class was to find me and hire me. Yeah, like I, like I, like I was a gift for you. Oh my gosh, I, but I think so. Like, yeah, I think, but uh, I mean, if you are at college right now, if you're listening to this and you're like, you know, you want to get involved with the social media at your school, like 
you gotta like you, you like you have to be the one to take that first step you got a cold email you got to do the research and you know as long as you're confident in what you want and what you want to get like people someone's there is always going to be listening and someone's always going to give you that chance to you know you know show like you know showcase yourself and pitch yourself so i mean carter yeah if you end up coming to michigan or no matter where you go because you know you seem like an amazing guy thank you like definitely reach out to the social medias of your school you'd be surprised how many of them are actively hiring some very cool people and um i mean it's it worked for me it might work for you as well yeah so, i was just about it. to ask is there a michigan and or a ross like podcast can i just do that like Oh, I think there's an MBA podcast here. There's definitely a couple cool things. And again, if something doesn't exist, you can always create it. I mean, what's so wrong about pitching a new idea to your university's like social media? Like you can always make it happen. Yeah. So, pretty great. That's really, really <laughs> cool. I w- have you been recognized by somebody who like has seen you on social media, but not known you in person? Like, have you had that encounter yet? I, I, I get recognized maybe four to five times a day. Like it's actually not, it's wow. like at first it was like constantly, I was like so surprised, but now it's like a daily thing. Um, but what's funny is I don't get recognized for being a UM social intern. I get recognized for my own TikTok. I think, I think there's only been one instance when someone has recognized me from being on the University of Michigan, like social media. And that was like a really, that was a mo- like a momentous occasion. But most of the time, it's just people saying, oh, I follow you on TikTok. It's like, oh, I think I've seen you on my FYP. And I'm like, yeah, you probably have. Um, I'm everywhere, like surprise. <laughs> but um, it's nice. I've met some really, really cool people. I've made some really nice friends through that those interactions. And um, it's always nice meeting people. It makes me happy because I'm like, because all I see on my phone are their numbers. I, 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 all I see are the likes. But being able to see the people in person, um, I mean, it's really sweet. It makes me really happy. Yeah, that's so, so, so cool. Kind of moving away from Michigan, still about Michigan, but more just into like general rapid fire, kind of just, it doesn't have to be rapid fire, take all the time in the world. So the first thing we have is this little thing called pass it on, which is basically like a high school or a piece of advice about school that maybe somebody told you that you just want to share. If you don't have that, there's also just like the ultimate tip, which is just like, what is your big piece of advice that you really want to say? Okay. I actually think I have a, I have a good piece of it. I have a good answer for both of those. Sick. Yeah, of course. Okay, so for Pass It On, the one piece of advice I would give, um, again, so I was a junior achievement kid. I know I touched upon it in the beginning, but um, I basically did this program through the junior achievement um, like organization, and I started two companies, um, which you know was the reason I decided to pursue business. I really liked entrepreneurship. And my mentor at the time, uh, Christine Burr, amazing, amazing woman, she, um, I was like frustrated about something, you know, school, the company, something just wasn't working and I just couldn't get the answers and I just wanted to give up. And because I was just like, you know, I'm a teenager, I don't need to be spending all my time doing this. And I remember she told me, um, like Rashika, if you don't have big dreams or big goals or big personal missions, um, you're going to end up working for someone that does. And they're going to set those dreams and expectations and missions for you. And if you don't want that, you need to start acting as if you do have your own goals and dreams and missions until one day everything just falls into place. You know, like I think boiling it down, it's, you know, faking it till you make it. Like you'd be surprised how many people in life just don't know what they're doing. But as long as you know and you feel as if you're acting like what you're doing is right, no one's going to stop you. And sooner or later, you're just going to find the answers yourself. So fake it till you make it because things always fall into place. And if they don't, and if you don't do that, you're going to end up 
having someone else setting those, you know, goals and dreams and, you know, things for you. And as a person who is like very self-starting, I like to be, you know, my own boss. I like to follow and like march the beat my own drum. That's my biggest fear. So the moment she told me that I was like, crap, like I like, I gotta go all in on the things that I love because if I don't, I'm going to regret it in the future. So that's definitely my best piece of advice, you know, start coming up with their own dreams and goals. And if you don't have them right now, fake it and they'll come to you It'll, and you know, things will work out. Yeah, that's incredible. That's my best advice. I think it applies in various fields. <laughs> I think absolutely anything. You could put that to over just about anything in the world there, I think. So it seems like your big goal is world domination. And I think that we're on the path to that. Like, I feel like it's happening. And so I'm excited to see how that ends up. But that's really <laughs> cool. And and I think I remember in my AP Psych, there was something like, there's a fake it till you become it. Like, eventually, if you fake something enough, you just kind of wind up doing the thing. So there's that thing, too. Yeah, I mean, there's this whole new thing about, you know, manifestation and, you know, like mindfulness. And I think this is the perfect example of that. If you believe in yourself to have these dreams and goals and personal aspirations, like they're just going to come, you know, because you are willing it into the universe for it to exist. And, you know, things always have a way of working out. So it really do. Like, what is it? You know, like, what is it? Like, we are all so young. Like, now is the time to make mistakes and figure stuff out. So even if you don't have them, act like you do because you'll figure stuff out anyways. Yeah, absolutely. And I think even there's something with the pandemic to add to that too, where like, I was just locked in my house. I'm like, I have nothing to lose with, with doing things mm -hmm. and just starting like internships and stuff over the pandemic. And they've really shifted now as I'm entering yeah. back into the real, like to the real world again. And like, that's really shifted things too. And so, yeah. It's so funny you say that because I actually remember, um, so I was talking to my like college counselor at the time when I, around the pandemic, which is when I applied to colleges and everyone I talked to told me I shouldn't apply to Michigan because there was no way I was going to get in. And I remember not like that, like that did not motivate me to do anything. So I actually didn't even submit the application. I was like, there's no point. I'm not going to get in. And I remember what Christine told me. I was like, if you don't fake it, if you don't think and don't believe in yourself that you're going to be able to accomplish something like someone else is going to determine like set your life for you. So I remember, you know, sitting down and just doing my entire application within like 48 hours and submitting it, you know, because I didn't want to have that regret. And now I'm here. So like, literally, if you like, there's, there's nothing to lose, just go ahead and give it a shot. Because if you crash and burn, like, it's better to do it now than like 50, 60 years in the future where like, you know, there's so many more things at stake, right? Like you're young now, make mistakes, take chances because things always end up, you know, working out for the best. So, I mean, if anything, you're going to be losing on opportunities if you don't actually take that risk. So definitely, you know, it like resonates with me. Like to this day, I still wonder, I'm like, wow, like what if I didn't? like listen to this and like I wasn't at this university right now like my life would be completely different yeah that's incredible like I, I have a similar kind of just one of those like a fork in the roads or just kind of moments that like little things that changed my life and it was going to an AP chem study live stream in sophomore year of high school and like midst of the pandemic and I was like mm -hmm. I did not want to go like you know AP chem was, was a journey for sure and like at the end of it I was just kind of like you know pandemic I'm like I don't want to just do this five hour live stream for AP but then I like 
I think my friends were doing it. Like my mom's like, you should just like do it. It was like $5. I'm like, okay, fine. And I did it. And then it like, I fell in love with the company that put it on. And then I interned for them. And then I met some people and I started my first podcast. And like this sent this whole thing of like life into motion that would not or probably would not have shaped up in this way. And I'm like, if I had not done that live stream or if I had not taken AP Chem, like things would have been entirely different. And it's so, so strange to think about that kind of stuff. Uh, Yeah, I mean you never realize in the moment how much of an impact something so small is going to have on you. But there have been times in the last couple months where I've had to just pause and like be grateful for like what like younger past me did because things worked out for the better. And now I'm super happy because I decided to not be held back or question something. and I just went for it. So like high school, college, wherever you are, I mean, take that leap of faith. There's no point in, like, there's nothing to lose. Just, I mean, I feel like a broken record at this point, but I mean, there really is nothing to lose if you give yourself an opportunity to do it. But no. yeah, great, great advice. I'm so glad like we both have that same type of, you know, experience. It's cool. Maybe that's the Michigan factor. Like, <laughs> maybe, like maybe that, maybe this is it. Um, But yeah, I, I really like, I think that's so cool. And mm-hmm. it is like, it's a good point to, to reiterate and just keep saying it's so so important and so a couple other things just about like college not going to the campus is really interesting before you attended but did you have expectations about what Michigan would be like were they different than what you expected like was it you know how did that compare to when you actually did arrive I guess for the first time in uh in August yeah I mean I think I came in to Michigan with a lot higher expectations than a lot of other people just because it was my dream school in my eyes it could do no wrong so I was really excited I had very high expectations for college um like just the experiences itself like I knew I was like I'm going to have fun I'm going to make friends I'm gonna I'm gonna be taking classes that I loved and um for the most part like my experience so far has definitely met all of my expectations but um I think the places where I've definitely faltered um rea- I, I got a huge reality check um when classes started getting a lot more intense um I kind of forgot how to be like a student you know I think after being in a pandemic for a year and a half um where being online basically gave me an excuse to not study for things or you know, not be as active. It was weird coming back in person because I had kind of forgotten how to study. Like I had forgotten what kind of like student I was. So yeah, I mean, I was having fun at college, but um, you know, I was like overworked and I was incredibly stressed and I felt like I didn't have a grasp on my day-to-day life and my schedule. And that was a huge reality check for me because I was like, I need to figure this out. Like I need to figure out what kind of person, what kind of student I am or else I am not going to thrive here. Um, I know there's like a common misconception that business majors don't do any work. Um, It's like this nice running joke that we have, but it doesn't matter what you study because everyone's constantly working here, especially at Michigan. Like the curves are brutal. The standards are very high and everyone here is an incredibly smart and hardworking individual. So not being able to hold myself to those same standards was definitely really hard for me to deal with. And I had to kind of pause and reassess and go through some trial and error and figure out what kind of person I was and what best worked for me. And now I can say I'm in my second semester of my freshman year, and I still think I can be a better student, but I definitely am in like a better place than I was like my first semester here. 
And that was definitely like something I did not expect because I thought I'd be able to go to like college and everything would just click and it'd be, you know, kumbaya and everything. But I had to put a lot of my own like work and effort into just figuring out how to like function as a human being on campus. And that's definitely like a huge thing that a lot of students just, it, it knocks a lot of people off their feet their freshman year. So, I mean, that was definitely like, you know, like a good dose of reality for me. <laughs> yeah, it is very true. And I think the pandemic point you brought up is is very, like, very important because like that made a nasty concoction coupled with senioritis as much as I've been trying to fight it like mm-hmm. a lot, but I think it's still going to be like, it, you know, things shift. And I think this year it's definitely, I had the same thing almost like this year in high school. Like I sort of, oh. I took like calc and pre-calc and I'm like, oh boy, like this is something yeah. different than what I expected. But I think I've come back around to being into a good student and getting into a good flow post like just doing school on an iPad or a computer all day. Like it's a shift though. It's something to relearn for certain. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And I think uh, I think uh, going back to a piece of advice you want, like you said, like suggested for someone going into college. I mean, learn from my mistakes here. Like if you are like coming out of the pandemic and you're still trying to figure out like the kind of student you are, really try to dive in and figure out like well, how do you study best? Like, how are you able to manage your time? What do you want to make sure you prioritize? Like, do you really like to dance? Do you really like to go to the movies? Do you like playing sports with your friends? Like, start learning the routines and habits that work best for your life. Because once you get to college, it's going to be a lot easier for you to just like integrate into the demands of college. If you have a better insight into the kind of person you are, like as a student, as like a teenager. Because I mean, I definitely didn't know that. And I wish I had spent time like figuring that out before I got to college. Thankfully, I'm fine now. But I mean, if things didn't go like the way they did, I might have been struggling. I might have been a lot more stressed out than I am right now. So yeah, definitely. (laughs) Also get a planner. Just start using it. Like I, Lifesaver. That was the thing that got me back on track was I'm like getting and consistently using a calendar and like a schedule. And I'm like, okay. Uh, I've always been, I've always been a planner person and I've met some people here on uh, like on campus who will just remember things on, in their head. And I'm, I, I just cannot do that. Like, I mean, I applaud you for able to but find what methods work for you. I love Notion. I love making lists and lists on Notion. I actually have a bunch of templates I've created that are like public. I love sending them to people. Um, and you could probably find them on my social media pages. I have a bunch of Notion templates and it's definitely something like you got to figure out what works for you. And now is the time to explore and experiment before you get to college. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Incredible. I got to find those Notion templates now. I'm, <laughs> I'm learning how to use Notion for an internship and I'm like, okay, Ooh, I need to take okay. this and yeah. vitalize it. It's great. There's yeah. so many cool softwares out there, like figure out what works for you and then stick to it. Like stick it, make it like integrate it into your life, you know, put it into your bloodstream, like make it your thing and things will work out. It'll be great. Right, well, <laughs> yeah. Last couple of questions here. Is there like a high school memory or moment that you still kind of think about? Like that just still comes to mind? Oh, yes. Um, I took French in high school. Um, and this one time my French teacher, she offered us extra credit if we participated in a choreographed flash mob in the middle of the school. Um, and I go to a school, I went to high school in California. We have an outdoor school, it's, it's all outdoors. And my school is very big. I like to describe it as the size of a small liberal arts school. I think maybe 3,500 kids total. And you know, I needed the extra credit. So I danced in this flash mob to French music on a random sunny school day. And what's even worse 
is that I was front and center, front and center. And I, but you know what? I owned it. I got the extra credit points, but I do sometimes have nightmares about how incredibly embarrassing I was, uh, that was back then. But it's definitely something I like, it makes me so happy to think about sometimes. I'm like, wow, I can't believe I did that. But now that's a great story to tell people. <laughs> that, I love that so much. I think there's a video somewhere. I'll I'll send it to you after. Oh, I'm, yeah. You'll have the only copy. Okay, yeah. I'm like, oh, that's not going to go to the Instagram. Nobody else will see this. Yeah, um, only Carter. <laughs> yeah, but that reminds me. I hope there's no videos of this. Honestly, I want to find it. What if there is now? <laughs> we did like mock rocks for like pep rallies like my freshman and sophomore year. Oh, and us as sophomores, mock rock, we tried to put something together. We didn't like this. The juniors had like dancers in their grade and the seniors were small enough that they could do like a mock rock together. Mm-hmm. Us little sophomores trying to like stake our way through had no plans the day of the mock rock. Oh, no. And we're like, I'm like, okay, you know what we're going to do? I don't even know what I think it was probably Cupid Shuffle. I'm like, we're going to do one of those like line dance, like Cupid Shuffle things. <laughs> and what I meant to say as like, so I, I just got up there. I'm like, all right, everybody, like all the sophomores coming down and do this. And um, I think what I meant to say was like, get into, you know, like a block, right? Like that's a block form thing. Everyone got in a straight line. Oh, like, no. <laughs> facing the audience. And then like, we just kind of did it until we're all just like, okay, we, we have to stop. Um, <laughs> but... We came in second because the freshman didn't do anything. I so love it. So I'll take that win. That's but... amazing. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I was always, people are always so embarrassed and scared about, you know, just being, you know, enthusiastic and outgoing in high school. But I'm going to be honest, I currently go to college where there's only one other person from my high school here and I have never, ever seen her. So, I mean, you're never going to see these people again. Just go and like have fun in high school because, I mean... I, you're probably never going to see some of those people ever again. So, I mean, like, what is there to lose? Just go do it. <laughs> go Absolutely. have a flash mob in the middle of lunch with your French class. You know, go do the Cupid shuffle at your mock rocks. I mean, it's fine. Yeah, it, absolutely <laughs> incredible. It's true. It's so, so true. I probably, if I go to Michigan, there's definitely going to be, like, both people from my high school plural. But, you know, I don't care. Still, like, you know, it is what it is. So One of the yeah. perks of being out of state is that no one follows you out of state. <laughs> That is true. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Last question here is what songs you add to a high school or college survival playlist? Like a what is you can be a songs plural or songs from a certain artist, but like what would you put onto that playlist, which I'm gonna try and make after I do enough of these episodes? Ooh, oh that's a great idea. Okay. All right, I think I have two. My first one would be Karma by AJR. It is I wouldn't say it's a very motivational song, but there's something about it that it's saying exactly what you're feeling at times so i really so great song there um and same i guess on that same vibe as like it's not like a crazy like happy motivational song but it kind of puts what you're feeling into words it's this new song that just i think was created by someone on tiktok it's called numb little bug by m behold um i love that song i've been listening to it a a lot and honestly like i've resonated with it and I definitely would have resonated with it in high school as well. So those are my top two songs. Definitely something that is my college survival playlist because sometimes things get so overwhelming and you just want your feelings to be validated. And I think these songs do exactly that. So definitely yeah. my survival playlist. I love it. And um, Absolutely. Ooh, wait, I have to add, I mean, I am from yeah. Michigan. If I don't say pump it up, <laughs> I got to right. pump it up on that playlist. <laughs> 
We'll put pump it up on that list. Yeah, yeah but top of the list. What are you saying, Carter? Yeah, absolutely. it'll be top. We'll, we'll make sure of that it'll be the first one. Um, you can't click shuffle. I won't allow it. So Perfect. it has to be the top. Love it. Thank yeah, you. of course. Michigan yeah, no. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you, Michigan. Um, yeah, AJR is great. I, I really junior year. I was in a big AJR phase. I still listen to him a decent amount. But yeah, like Me those too. are some good songs. I like, think I'm still in my phase. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Um. Yeah, mid like pandemic, like like right around a year ago, I just go on walks and just play it on like repeat, like all of their music. I love their music. It's amazing. I think again, I think sometimes music just needs to like make you feel like what you're feeling is okay. And I think AGR is gonna keep up with that. So yeah. Yeah. And definitely, if there's any time you need validation, it is high school and it is college. Like I don't need validation oh, yeah. anywhere else. I just need validation about what I am doing in school, and I'll be good to go. <laughs> absolutely yeah all right well that kind of brings us to the end of, of all the questions but the last one to you is what do you got to plug what do you want to share what do you want the audience and all that to go find about you all those fun things Ooh, okay well um if you're like carter you can find me on tiktok um at rashika Vinny. it's also my instagram handle um, and if you click on the link in my bio, it'll take you directly to a list of links to my podcast, my LinkedIn, my Notion templates. Um, and you can also buy me a coffee. You know, I am a broke college student. If you want to, you know, buy me a Starbucks latte, I will be very grateful. And um, uh, I also, I guess I like putting this out there. But if you have any questions, if you have questions about being a business student or if you just want to talk or if you want someone to read your college essay, I mean, I'm always here. I'm always on your side. And I've had a lot of people reach out to me because they've seen me on TikTok. And if you're listening to this podcast right now and you would love to, you know, keep it, uh, start another conversation with me, please reach out. I'm always happy to talk and meet new people. So, you know, at Rashika Vinny on all platforms, you know, I'm pretty consistent. And yeah, that's, I think that's, those are my plugs. Find me. Awesome. Yeah, totally, totally do that. We'll link all that stuff below. I didn't know buy me a coffee was a thing, but that is absolutely lovely. Mm -hmm. um, that's a fun idea. Of course. But I'll, I'll, I'll tell you all about it, Carter. Yeah, I, I got to know about this now. Um, but yeah, so any any other parting words for the podcast as we as we head on out of here to join the council? I guess my last piece of advice, you know, this is the student council. Let me be your counselor. And let me just say, you know, uh, college is hard. High school is hard. There's no denying it. But um, and even if you don't have all the answers right now, things always will work out. And it's important that you, you know, start conversations with the right people. You're honest with yourself about what you like and what you dislike. And things will always have a way of working themselves out. So don't don't sweat it. You're always going to be fine. I mean, I, I'm I feel like I ended up pretty fine. Carter's out here thriving as well. So I mean, if we Thank can you. do it, you can as well. So good luck. Yep. We are all one big council together. Yes. And on that note, thanks for listening to another episode. I've been Carter. That's been Rashika Vinakota. If you want to find us, we've got an Instagram at student council pod and we've got a Gmail, student council podcast at gmail.com. Any questions, any people you want to have heard on the show, any you know colleges you want to know about, send them that way. Any just like concerns or well greetings or songs you want to add to the survival playlist, I'll I'll take them all. So uh, wishing you good luck and good times in all your educational and life endeavors. Council is adjourned. <laughs>